Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. The Colts couldn't quite get it done against Houston. We will talk about the sunset game of the season, talk about the season as a whole, and make our playoff unstable pick six. So here we go. It is getting a little chilly down here. Uh, nothing compared to some of the playoff games we're going to see this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, prayers up for, uh, Jim Ursay, who is in the hospital with a respiratory illness. Uh, this opens the door to the first ever woman owner of a team in the league. Like, like sole ownership because Mm -hmm. he has three daughters. One of them, or all three of them, I'm not sure how he has that shake, uh, shaken down, is going to take over. Yep. Speaking of Mr. Ursay, we got a DM from him on our X as we won one of his many contests. So thank you to him and the Colts organization. Yep. So, the game. Yes. A few things happened in the game. Yep. Uh, downs. And uh, Mr. Josh, first down, set the franchise record for catches in a rookie year. Yep. Think of all the receivers that the Colts have had. Uh, that's quite a feat. Yeah, uh, it is. So, nice job yeah. for Josh Downs. For sure. Uh, Jonathan Taylor tied the franchise record with seven games of 150 or more yards, nominated for Ground Player of the Week. Yeah, so you can go vote for him. Yep. Uh, the first part of the game... Belong to Houston. Yeah. Obviously, with that opening play that they had, 75-yard touchdown to Nico. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cross got caught in no man's land. Uh, the middle, though, was all the Colts as they kind of caught up and, you know, hung with. Then Houston closed it out, and the Colts came up literally fingertips shy. Yeah. Still upsets of, me. Of uh, a chance to not only – Getting into the playoffs, but as it turned out from the outcome Win on the division Sunday, they could have won the division. Yeah, uh, the Colts did not waver in the face of an early deficit, though, which is promising. Yep, uh, like all season, they never gave up on the run, which is something you always talk about. Even down to the final drive, they converted first downs, running the ball on third and four, and second and six, running the ball. Yep, uh, Rigo Sanchez uh, did his best punting. Proud of him as a fellow kicker. Uh, uh-huh. But Houston had a slight edge in the field position. Yeah, he had some good punts, I'll tell you that. <coughs> we were watching it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And those definitely looked like angry punts. It looked like he was mad about something <laughs> and he was just releasing it. Uh, Nico Collins, though, he scorched for most of the game. Nine grabs for 195 and that opening TD. Yep. Uh, but... Throughout the whole game, both Colts and Houston, there were no turnovers whatsoever. Right. So uh, they protected the ball, but nobody took the ball. And so uh, 
So it's that's hard probably to... why it was such a close game. Yep. Why the Colts had an, a big opportunity to go and win, and it's the fact they missed the extra point. All you had to do is yep. score a touchdown. All you had to do is score the extra point. point you're winning. Yeah. Ah. Ah, so frustrating. Uh, the Colts ran for 227 yards, highlighted by JT, who had 188 on 30 carries and the 49-yard TD. That is 6.3 per rushing attempt. That's really, really good. Yeah. Especially if you have 30 carries. Yeah. Not to mention that he left for a little bit. And we didn't know he was he was doubtful to return, mm-hmm. and then he ended up coming back and toughing it out. In a, in a stark contrast to what we saw uh, throughout training camp and the beginning of the season, when it looked like he was holding out, he was just wearing his sweatshirt over there on the sideline, not talking to anybody. Yeah, uh, coming back into the game, toughing it out for your team mm-hmm. uh, is uh, quite a bit of a difference. Yeah, in a change I've seen heart. I've seen a lot of people saying the whole debate uh, with. The money issue and all that for JT was like, yeah, it made sense at the time. But looking back at it now, he was worth the money. And I, I think I could agree with that. It, it is amazing what $15 million make you do for your team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Colts defense held Houston to only 60 yards on the ground. Run, rushing defense for running. Always good. Yep. But the Colts only had 149 yards through the air. Um, a lot of that with Josh Downs accounting for 48 of those yards on only three catches. Yep, uh, but the Colts were 0 for 3 in the red zone while Houston was 2 for 2. And only 1 for 11 on third down. To yeah. me, that's the big killer. I agree. Uh, if you can't convert third down, uh, some of those being longer, some of them being shorter, just couldn't quite get it done on third down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a big Ten. deal. Ten missed opportunities on third down is almost like two turnovers. Yeah, like it's you, bad. You got to keep going and mm-hmm. find a way to get it. De- uh, keep ahead of the sticks. Yep. Uh, Stroud only missed on six passes. He mm. threw for two touchdowns and had a one thirty four point one rating. Yep. Uh, while Minshew went thirteen for twenty four for one hundred forty one yards and a seventy one point seven rating. Yep. Uh, the whole thing was working really well through the Ronnie Harris. Edge blitz. Yeah, that was an amazing play. He mm-hmm. timed that perfectly. Uh, but then Stroud had that flushed, uh, getting backed up, backed up, backed up. Looked like he was throwing it away, and somehow it Nico found just, Nico Collins. Ah, I saw that. I'm like, okay, here's a stop. Here's a stop we need. Right. And throwing it away on second he and long. Got it. He, oh. How did he do that? Yeah. Uh, the Colts lost Braden Smith and Juju Brents uh, to the same uh, knee and hamstring, respectively, injuries that have been nagging them uh, for a lot of the season there. Yep, and then the guy that I keep on keeping up with, yep. Zaire, had nine tackles. Uh-huh. He is in the lead before this week. And now... He is in second place with 179. Bobby Wagner got it with 183. Yeah, uh, if he would have just given Zaire <laughs> some of the tackles, I know, I know, uh, Zaire really looks up to Bobby, and he's a mentor to him. So congratulations! I'm sure he's going to be happy, but it's just a little frustrating. He'd been leading the whole, other than maybe one or two weeks. I don't know. I think even the weeks he was out, he still ended up in no, the lead. There was lead. one week he was behind okay. by like one or two, okay. but like he to out, Luke he yeah. yeah to Luquan and 
he just blew him out of the water the next week. So he what? He missed two games? Two games, yeah. yeah. Two games and still only came up four tackles shy. Continued to he upped his uh, his friend his own personal franchise record from the last year. Uh, I think his contract is up next year, so uh, you know you know he <laughs> pushes some pushes some more. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what was your what was the biggest issue in the game to you? Do you think? Um, okay, so I have two things here. First of all, the, it's the big one. Not. You have 10 missed third down opportunities. Uh, Some of them were pretty easy uh, to convert on. Um, Some of them were obviously longer, and those those are okay. But it's the short ones that you need to get down. You need to to convert on those third and six, third and five. If everything's short of third and six, you need to be able to compete. uh, You need to be able to get the first down with that because then you are actually – like a threat because people were playing soft coverage on you. They're playing – safe coverage on you on third and six on third and five because they're like okay if you run the ball we'll just get our guys in there quick stop that because we have enough time to and if you don't we have you covered because we're playing soft safe coverage right um and then the second thing is just we couldn't get the we just couldn't start to run the ball uh i feel like we needed to use Pitt a lot more than we did uh we used him a lot at the beginning of the game and then he had a huge catch uh, towards the end of the game um, that was a really big catch and then uh, one final thing mm-hmm. our tight ends yep. could not do anything I knew you were going like, to go there I, I told you during the game I'm like our tight ends are not catching anything yep. Morali had a big one down the scene that he ca- made may have breaking the tackle and gotten away from it if he had yep. caught it. it he he just looked like he kind of went T-Rex arms on it instead of full extension yep. yep and then there's uh, the one obviously down the sideline that he missed out on he mm-hmm. kind of his arms were bent just a tiny bit if he stretched out he got, got that inside the five easily yep so our tight ends just weren't catching yeah um, I thought that Minshew just his accuracy was uh, was off. He he just mm-hmm. you know he couldn't quite get things where they needed to be. I know there's a lot of debate about the the last play and uh, and the play call and everything like that, like the play call whether JT should have been in there. I have absolutely no problem with the play call, considering. Uh, the look that they got, they got a heavy box, and so they called the timeout. I don't have a problem with the timeout. You're not expecting to need the timeouts because you're expecting to go in and the score the touchdown, score the touchdown so you want less time on the clock. Mm-hmm. And so it's fine to call your timeout right there. Um, I don't have a problem with the play call because it was, you know, when they're showing that. I don't have a problem either with the personnel because I am not the coach. Coach Shane Steichen is the coach, and he, from his own mouth, they ran this all week with Goodson in the backfield. And mm-hmm. so I don't want JT in there if if Goodson has been practicing this play. So set it up well. I don't have a problem with it at all. It was the throw was not out in front as much as it should have been. And Tyler Goodson, if it hits you in the hands, you got to catch it. Agreed. And so, you know, but all that to say, that's the play everybody's talking about. But there are, as we talk about, so many plays throughout the course of the game that could have, should have not put them in that position. Mm -hmm. 
Agreed. Speaking of which, what is your Mayflower move of the game? Uh, I think mine may, may be a bit controversial. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh... Let me let me give a little context. Okay, we had just gotten a huge uh, touchdown. Pretty sure first okay. touchdown of the game. Huge momentum. Our defense had a big stop. We get the ball. Good field position for the first time. Yep. It's like 21-22. Our own 21-22. Yep. So we're we're driving right. We're going. We're going. First second down. We're on the ball. Pass on third. Right. Or no no because we didn't have that many third down. It was just first and second down. Yep. Getting first downs and stuff yep. like that. We go. And we're, I think we're on their territory for a little bit. Like, they're around their 45-ish. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Uh, we run the ball. Mm-hmm. First down. Didn't get it. But we got a good chunk of yards. Second down, another good chunk of yards. Third down, we run it again because we're close. We're, yep. we're inside three yards. Run the ball. Yep. Fourth down and two, pretty sure. JT takes up, finds a hole. He's going. And... A defensive lineman for Houston grabs JT's horse collar and throws him backwards. Yep. No call. No call. That would have been first down, and we keep the momentum that we had. Yep. But that broke all the momentum off. I think Houston got a few goal off the next drive, so the defense kind of held strong. But still, going for it on that and not getting the call. Yeah. How many times have the Colts not gotten a call, and that's cost them the great game? Right. The Browns game. Think of that. Think of mm-hmm. this, that now. If we had yep. gotten that call, yep. we would have won the game. Yep. And we wouldn't be in this situation yep. because we would, it would be. be a better record. It would it would be lose and you're pretty much in still. Yep. yep. So the, it just would have been so much different. Yep. Uh, even more frustrating that they uh, called a horse collar on. Yes, uh, yeah, I saw that on the like, Colts oh later. Uh, very similar play, and they get the call. The Colts don't. I understand. Uh, I uh, once again try to stay away from penalties, so I'm going to say go a little bit. I know you like to go earlier in the game. I'm going to go later in the game. Uh, the last Houston drive, to me. Uh, there were lots of opportunities on that drive, mm-hmm. and some of them capitalized on, like that Ronnie Harrison uh, um, uh, blitz sack, but Dalton Schultz gets the ball, and he's got like a two-yard gain, but Daryl Baker is unable to wrap him up and make the tackle story of Daryl Bra- Dar- uh, Baker's uh, year for me. Can't quite secure the tackle. Let things get away. Dalton Schultz ends up getting like a 10-yard gain out of it, setting up a third and short uh, mm-hmm. situation. Uh, so to me, that's the big one uh, because you're talking about second and long or third and long, something like that, versus the short yardage game. So yeah. uh, that's it for me. Who's your star of the game then? Okay, I got two honorable mentions and Alrighty. the one. Uh, I think the one's kind of obvious. Though. Okay. Um, two honorable mentions. Uh, this team, uh, they beat us, so I'm gonna give them the two honorable mentions. Uh, Stroud and Nico Collins. Yep. That connection was insane this game. Yep. Uh, Stroud, rookie of the year for sure. Yeah. Offensive rookie of the year. Okay. Nico Collins, great receiver. Uh, they both have a bright future. Um, uh, hopefully not against the Colts though. <laughs> uh, but we right. are a Colts podcast, so I'm gonna give it to one of the Colts and. 
it's JT. I mean, 188 <laughs> on the ground. Uh, probably had a little bit of a receiving yard. A few, yeah. Uh, one touchdown, big touchdown, big momentum switch. Like, I got so hyped after that touchdown. Yep. JT was the man that game. And I was doubting him this season. I was like, okay, he ha- he'd have a good game. Great, let's go, JT. He'd have a bad game. Okay, should we have paid him the money? And in this, I'm like... I think it settles it. We should have paid him the money. It was a good pay. Yep. He's going to do really good for us, and I'm excited to see what he can do in the future. Especially with AR in the backfield. Oh, yeah. That run, pass, run option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excited to get that. I am going to go off of your JT and say that we haven't said this all year, and it's a good thing. Ryan Kelly and the offensive line. Brian Kelly being the veteran anchor, uh, the quarterback of that team uh, in that group. Uh, But here's the deal. You ready? Last year, how many times did we talk about the offensive line? So much. Whether it is in pass coverage or run blocking, all kinds of things. We've talked about it so much. Mm -hmm. Have we hardly talked about the offensive line at all? No, because they did their job. Right, because if you're an offensive line, the greatest compliment that you can get is, is no. you don't get talked about. Exactly. <laughs> well, somebody's only talking about you if you're not doing good. So um, congratulations to Ryan Kelly and the O-line, mm-hmm. that whole group, uh, sure. because um, it's not always been easy. Blake Freeland's had to play left tackle. <laughs> Blake Freeland's had to play right tackle as a rookie. Swing tackle. Uh, we've had to have uh, Wesley French in there as an undrafted guy, Mr. French and Mr. Fries there. Yep. Uh, so it's it's not been all consistent, um, but uh, but it's been really good and consistent uh, as far as the production. Yeah, I agree. Well, before we put the entire Colts season to bed, we will take a look back at memory lane and have our season in rear view. We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor a little podcast, email the unstable blues at gmail.com. Until then, we'll keep telling you about what we do. At Country Mountain Dogs, we pride ourselves on doing everything with character, commitment, and consistency. We believe this is what sets us apart and is something that you can feel in every single puppy that we send to their forever home. Whether it is vet reports, groomer praises, service and therapy work, or simply wonderful updates from our families, the feedback could not be better. Check us out at Country Mountain Dogs on Facebook and Instagram. All right, we're back for halftime adjustments. Uh, this is our season in rear view. We take a look back uh, and uh, at some of the things. We're also going to do uh, some superlatives uh, at the end of every 
uh, every year of high school. They'll have like most likely to succeed, uh, most likely to be the front man of a band, uh, different things like that, most athletic. And so uh, we're going to do some of those things. Actually, we're going to do a little bit more like uh, some of the typical league awards simply for the Colts. Yes. Uh, So what are some positives from the season from your perspective? Okay. I think you're going to talk about this a little bit, but it's kind of my first point. Go for it. Um, So our run game was really great this whole season. Yep. I liked it. But specifically, just being able to rock with any running back. We had four different running backs at times, four different starting running backs. Zach Moss, yeah, JT, yeah, Sermon, yeah, and Goodson was kind of a starter. Yeah. So that's four. Uh, yeah, they're not. Yeah, I wouldn't not say starter, all, like all four starters, but they you know, all four were in a rotation. Oh yeah, uh, but just being I'm trying to think, they think there was one more in there. Can't forget about Dion. Yeah, Dion I guess Jackson, so. like the first couple of games mm-hmm. before he got kicked off the team. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but. Uh, I just like how they're able to uh, rock with any uh, receiver, not receiver, any running back that um, they need to work with, yep. uh, depending on the injuries or just whatever. Uh, and then obviously we talked about it. The O-line was terrific. Pass coverage and and uh, run blocking. Amazing. I loved uh, the O-line. Um, also, uh, I think uh, how many times we had to switch between AR and Minshew. Uh, one week it was AR, then Minshew switched in. We still won that game yep. in Houston. Uh, then it was Minshew, just Minshew. And then it was uh, a- AR for a game. AR's out, Minshew's in. Minshew right. the rest of the season. Yep. Uh, just being able to uh, battle all the adversaries because we had a lot of key injuries. Uh, Pitt out that week against the Raiders still got that done, um, and then how we fought against the Ravens, who are now what thirteen and four. Uh, mm-hmm. How we were one of those four losses. Um, uh, how we were this close to beating the Browns, they're in the playoffs. How we beat Houston, they're in the playoffs. Yep. Um, pff, trying to think of any other playoffs teams that we beat. We probably beat a couple of other playoffs teams. Just a matter of like how I I said it earlier in one of our Steelers. Pop, uh, Steelers. I said it earlier in one of our podcasts uh, that I think that we are kind of like there are a lot of teams out there, club level, uh, pro level, whatever you want to think. There's just those teams out there that are that play to the level of their opponents. If they're if it's a bad opponent, they're they're gonna go down, play with Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. But also, if they're a good opponent, we go up, play with them. Yeah. So I think that we're one of those teams I th- I'd like us to change that next year because we have so much more potential than what we're showing. Yeah. And we have, a, frankly, a pretty young team. Uh, and I think that works in our favor because uh, we do have, I think, a good amount of veterans who know what they're doing. Um, and uh, kind of... And then Zaire, obviously, our linebacking core was phenomenal. Uh, really underrated, same as our D-line. I think our D-line and linebacking core mm. are both top five in the league. Yep. Uh, really underrated. Uh, and then Kenny, obviously, having an outstanding season, probably the best slot corner in the league. Yep. Uh, and then kind of uh, to wrap things up, uh, Shane being the amazing coach, stepping in his rookie year uh, and being able to flip this team from before and... 12-1. and one. Four 12-1 team to a... Nine and eight team, almost making the playoffs. Yeah, almost winning the division. Right after so much adversary, and I, I just uh, applaud the Colts from for doing all that. Yeah, 
Uh, I'm going to throw out two words here. Uh, resilience and toughness. Uh, where they uh, they will do what they have to do to uh, to fight and claw and uh, tough it out and stay together and do what they have to do to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You remember they uh, they went to two straight overtime games, mm-hmm. beat the Ravens, uh, lost to the Rams, right? Yeah. Um, all these different things you know you, you have a a great win against the Steelers you come back and you have a terrible loss against the Falcons but then you come right back and you have a great win against the Raiders okay like all these things like these uh, times where they would test it and uh, they might have been down but they weren't out you have a th- uh, three and five start and you come back and you finish nine and eight um, so uh, resilience and toughness go a long way not just on the field, but off the field. These are life lessons that uh, Coach Shane is is giving these guys yeah. uh, moving forward to be men of resilience and toughness in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you a good thing, and then I'm going to slip right into the things we need to work on at the same time. Okay, sounds good. 24 takeaways on the season. That's great. 24 takeaways is tremendous. So much better than last year. Yeah, but we were only plus two in the differential because we uh, also had twenty-two giveaways. Yes, that's uh, probably. a lot of those happened in in some of those that three and five uh, games. Not so much later, uh, but I know Minshew. I think like what had three interceptions in one game, mm-hmm. uh, and he had I think three different fumbles throughout the season, kind of in the middle section. So, um, so, uh, so that's some of the. Uh, what are some other things to work on f- from your perspective? Um, hmm. Ah, uh, uh, I gotta think. Uh, do you want to go? No, I'll, I'll dish out a couple things. Okay. Uh, more big plays on offense. They had some good ones and they tried to push it, but it's hard with Minshew. His down the field accuracy is not quite what they were expecting to get with AR. So, uh, AR is definitely, you know, like there was that stat that one week where, you know, uh, Alec Pierce had run further than any other receiver, but he wasn't getting the ball. He was because they weren't able to get it, push it to him, uh, like that. Um, and then they need to stop more big plays on defense. Yeah. Uh, most of that uh, coming from the receivers. And so our young secondary and our young uh, cornerbacks were not able to shut down things. And uh, we, you know, we turned every, uh, every number one receiver into a Jamar Chase. You know, every yeah. week we would turn every uh, mediocre quarterback into this amazing quarterback because uh, we couldn't lock anybody up on the outside. Yep. Um, there you go. That, that's some of mine. What do you, what's, okay. uh, what do you got? Uh, so first thing that came to my mind was steadiness, mm. uh, consistency. Yeah. Uh, I feel like defense, we were consistent. Uh, I feel like um, game to game, uh, we were consistent, meaning in one game, we were very good on defense. Next game, we may have been very yep. bad. I think that needs to change over the whole course of the season. You need, like, there are some games where, like, against the Falcons, where I'm like, why are we losing this? We are a better <laughs> team than this. Yep. Um, 
I think that we need um, to have consistency where it's like, okay, because sometimes I thought to myself, okay, so I don't really know about this game because we're so inconsistent. I need to know what's happening. I need to be consistent in my team. Uh, I need to know, hey, we're good at this. Let's do this. We're bad at this. Let's fix this. Mm -hmm. Get better at it. So we can be the best football team that we can be. Yeah. Consistency on offense. Uh, consistency, consistently throwing the ball for over 200 yards at least. With AR probably, 250 that would be nice. Running the ball for at least over 100. Having at least 350 total offensive yards consistently throughout the year should be really good. Consistently scoring uh, two touchdowns uh, on offense. Consistently. Consistently. Um, Getting one or two turnovers a game. Consistency is a really big part. Yeah. And I like to see our defense change a little bit. Uh, I feel like we have the personnel to run a lot more blitzes. Uh, send in speed. Send in Rodney Harris like we did. Uh, I feel like um, we did uh, a great job of blitzing whenever we did blitz. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we need to do more of that because it worked well. Um, so just... The main thing is just consistency. All right. I like it. Uh, what were some unexpected gems, some things that you look back and go, oh, yeah, th- I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. Um, well, first thing that pops in my head, Zaire Franklin. Okay. Outstanding. 179 tackles Yep. on the year. Uh, I really didn't expect that. I saw he was fourth last year. I, ca- I was just kind of keeping up with it. I saw he had 18 his first game. I'm like, okay, he's leading the league. Yep. And then the second second game he had like 13, 15, 15 something like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep up with this now. I, I didn't expect that. Yep. Um, uh, JT performed really well. I wasn't expecting that either. Our offensive line performed a lot better than I expected. Um, Pittman obviously having uh that what was it eight nine game streak something like that yep. of uh, eight or more receptions. Mm-hmm. Um, I. And here's my last thing for this. Yeah. I love the receptions. I love that we're getting receptions. But what matters more is if you get, for example, Tyreek Hill doesn't always get the most receptions, but he has these huge 100-plus games, 100-plus yard games. I think yards are way more important than receptions. So it's a matter of, okay, you're getting the reception. Is it a two-yard bubble screen or is it a 10-yard first down? What are we talking here? I th- I think I want to move – I want to say that that – Outstanding performance and receptions because Josh Downs got the rookie mm-hmm. and uh, Pitt obviously is continuing continuing to do well. I think we need to switch our concerns from receptions to yards, and that will For translate yeah. into the those three hundred fifty yard games that we're talking you. about. I got gotcha. you. Um, the Colts uh, broke the franchise sack record with fifty one fourteen total players. Got a sack. That's more than a whole defensive lineup. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was unexpected. Uh, Gardner Minshew, nobody expected him to be playing. <laughs> Even though at the beginning in training camp, we were flopping back and forth, and there was talk of who was actually going to start, right? Maybe yeah. it's better if your rookie sits back. Well, no, we'll start him. Oh, wait, no, we'll actually keep him back anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gardner Minshew, 13th in the league in QBR. Uh, out great. of out of all of the you know 
you know, 50 quarterbacks that have played this year because <laughs> yeah. the Browns had five of them mm-hmm. and uh, and a few other teams had three or four. So um, not, not too shabby to be at the top end of the league in QBR. And then Moss at the beginning of the season. I don't think anybody saw Moss doing the things that he did because before JT came back in, Moss was second in the league in rushing. Second. Yep. Only to Christian McCaffrey in rush yards. Uh, Who should get the MVP? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll keep that to yourself. We're going to pick that uh, in a few more weeks. All right. Uh, most improved player. Okay. Most improved. Uh, I'm going to say Samson Ebicom. Okay. Um, I feel like... A newbie. Yeah, a newbie. Uh, I feel like he hasn't been a name around the league. But if you're tuning into a Colts game, you're hearing him every single game. Yeah. You hear Buckner, a huge name around the league. Yep. And you're hearing Grover Stewart, a huge name within the Colts. Yep. And now it's Samson Ebicom, a huge name among Colts now because this season was phenomenal. Felt like he grew a lot because uh, you didn't know him. Now, if you're paying attention to just football – then you should know his name. Yeah. And I think that's great for him. Uh, I'm going to go Taekwon Lewis. Okay. Uh, we kind of talked about side. combining this uh, with uh, like a comeback. So I've got like the comeback player. Yeah. Taekwon Lewis, two seasons in a row, uh, same exact torn shoulder, uh, but different shoulder. One year it was the right one. The next one it was the left one. So he played all 17 games. Um this year and I believe six sacks on the season uh, he wasn't like a game wrecker game changer uh, he was not you know I think even in the top five in sacks but uh, the great thing about Taekwon is you can put him on the edge you can put him at tackle you can even put him at, at a big linebacker if you need to he's very flexible and mm-hmm. uh, kind of a utility player in that way um so on a third down where you want to put a lot of pressure you take grove out you put taekwon in at tackle and you got that yeah so um not comparing I, him to tj at all but kind of that role type of thing yeah 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 uh rookie of the year rookie of the year i mean i don't know if it goes to anybody but yeah i Mr. think it's josh josh Dan. First downs. Josh first downs indeed. Yeah, I, I think he for just a little bit came became Josh touchdowns. Yeah, I think he just kind of. I mean, his stats uh, speak for themselves. Uh, the other uh, people that we had that were rookies was Freeland, who did a really good job at the swing tackle. Um, also, we had Jalen Jones. Uh, we had a lot of young secondary young. Uh, a new secondary, uh, but I think Josh Downs was the most consistent, and I think to have an award, you need to be very consistent. Lots of consistency in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how the end of a season goes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you had 10 rookies on your roster at the beginning of the season because we had such a big draft, um, but by far and away, it was Josh Downs who was the rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, defensive player of the year. Oof. So towards the end of the season. Yep. If I had to choose towards the end of the season, only that, EJ Speed for sure. Okay. I feel like he had a huge game. Yeah. Uh, huge games. Uh, I think realistically there are three options here. 
One, DeForest Buckner, because of how much chaos he ensues mm-hmm. and allows everyone else to do something. Gotcha. Two, Kenny Moore, best slot cornerback in the league. I don't care what everyone else says. That's I, I don't care if you say, think I'm biased or not. Best corner. Yeah, uh, you slot look at corner. this. You look at the all the pro football focus stats. He's right up there. If he's not number one, he's number two. Mm-hmm. But he's number one in most of the categories. But tracking them all season, 179 <laughs> tackles. I'm gonna go Zaire Franklin. All right, uh, I am going to go Kenny Moore because uh, of all of the things that we mentioned. Best slot corner in the league. Uh, he can do just about everything. He can get in the backfield, do a tackle for loss. He can. Uh, he he had three interceptions on the season. Uh, and two, of two them pick six, two touchdowns, um, and you know he had sacks, he had TFLs, he had good pass breakups, he, he did everything that you want him to do. Mm-hmm. And as a veteran in a very very young DB room, uh, led that group really well. And I'm going to uh, mention that your man, Mr. Zaire Franklin, in his uh, post season uh, post game interview, was asked about. I think it was on locker cleanout day, uh, was asked about Kenny Moore, and he said about Kenny Moore, I don't know how it works without him. Wow. I don't know how our defense works without him. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, kind of lobbying for his boy uh, to get uh, paid uh, on his contract year, I'm sure, as well. Yeah. Um, offensive player of the year then? Um, let see. We can have the same if you want. Yeah, yeah. I think there's only one choice. If I could do it a little differently, I'd go the whole running back core. Okay. Because of how they all performed. But since there was so many running backs performing well, you can't have a single running back. Gotcha. Uh, I'd, and then Minshew obviously performed well for stepping in. Uh, you can go AR if you want to just account for the games. Yeah, that he the played games in. he had, yeah. Uh, but... I mean, it's MPJ, so I'm going to go MPJ. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I think to me, to me, the if you had to break down this entire season into one image, it's the image of Michael Pittman Jr. with two Ravens defenders on him. <laughs> While he's catching the ball blindfolded on, on like in a between a hand and a bicep, while having his chin strap covering his eyeballs blindfolded, like to me that that's that's a quintessential defining uh, characteristic of this season. Agreed. Like, like can Fighting you can you do the amazing things and the unthinkable? With all of these things, these injury, the contract talks with JT, the um, the people having to step in. All of a sudden, we've got DJ Montgomery doing stuff and Tyler Goodson. Who, who knows about these? Like that to me, that image defines this Colts season. Yeah. So That's great. Uh, how do you not give it to him? All yeah. right. Your overall MVP then. Whew, this is hard. I figured you were probably gonna. I fi- I thought you were gonna give this to Zaire, but um, uh, I gave defense. You, you to can Zaire. you can give it to the same guy twice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, see, this is the hardest one for me because I don't want to do anyone else who I already gave an award to. You didn't give it to Kenny Moore. I didn't, but I don't know if Kenny deserves. All right. That. That's what I'm saying. You give it to uh, Jake T. I don't. I don't. Jake yeah. T is out too much. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, See, it's someone who had to be consistent. 
Um, I gave, I gave it to a guy who was out for some time. I'm gonna go off what you said earlier. Okay. I'm gonna give it. I can't oh, give uh, it to one person. Okay. okay. But it's a combo deal. It's a combo deal. Do you give it to O line? No, no, not the whole O line. Oh. Our only Pro Bowl selection. <laughs> okay. Q. All right. And Ryan Kelly. Those are the MVPs of okay. this season. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> like we've talked about. Like, uh, I think Collier was ta- asking about, like, why why is Quentin Nelson such a big deal? <laughs> we were talking about, you get this guy all of a sudden running, like, he runs from the left guard position out across the to the right, and he's leading you know, the he's charge. He's leading the charge. Running back. Those DVs are making business decisions, maybe life decisions, to get out the way because oh, you yeah. don't want to see that fifty six running at you. Yeah. If you get in the way. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go the same exact way on the opposite side of the ball and say, Mister Grover Stewart. Okay. Um. I know it's it's highly contested to give the MVP award to somebody who missed a Six significant games. amount of time. Um, but as we saw last year uh, on your last year's football team, you won the MVP and you were gone for maybe half the season because you were just that valuable. Sometimes, I mean, the definition is the most valuable player, which means things are drastically different without them. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and when you don't have them, you see how different it is. Mm-hmm. When Grover Stewart was not there for those six games, the Colts gave up an average of 153 yards on the ground and 4.7 per carry. Oof. With him, the rest of the 11 games, the Colts gave up an average of 107 yards per game and 3.7 per carry. So you're telling me. He matters 50 yards different. Just about. Just wow. about 50 yards difference. And that's a big deal. Uh-huh. Not, that guy takes up a lot of room and a lot of space, which means that he can stuff the run, but it also allows guys like Buckner to stuff the run. It allows those guys on the edge to get after the quarterback more, to get 51 sacks on the season because they know that Grover's got their back. Yeah. So... Uh, that's my MVP. Highly unlikely that, uh, you know, not many times are you going to see a defensive tackle get an MVP. So Or an offensive guard or center. Right. We got <laughs> to give it out to him. All right. Yeah. Now, ready? Next one. This one, last one of the, of the year. Uh, we're going to go coach of the year. Okay. Colts coach of the year. Yep. But it can't be Shane Steichen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you have to Obviously pick. Obviously, it is Shane, though. Yes. But you have to pick a... Uh, a position coach that you think did uh, really well with their, their, like the MVP coach of the year for their position. Okay. Um, so I have two in mind here. Okay. I'm not going to choose two. I'm not going to, that's, that's a cop. But you're giving a shout out, a shout out. Honorable mention to the offensive line co- coach. Okay. Uh, I gave uh, two of his guys the MVP. Um, and I think, I think that he whatever he did just transformed this offensive line. Uh, I think we're a young offensive line have two veterans, um, but overall we're young. Uh, between the French fries, uh, the Nelson 
uh, out in the open field. Yep. Ryan Kelly being the anchor. Uh, he did a really great job uh, bringing this offensive line together. Um, so that's your honorable mention? Honorable mention. So who is it? Special teams. I, d- I don't know his name. Oh, okay. I, I, um, the, the, the Zionsville kid. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think special teams got it done. No matter how many missed kicks, that's not on him. That's on Gay. Yeah. Um, but the two blocked punts in that one game, that kind of highlights, I think, him for it because we have at least one blocked punt. Okay. Uh, I think we're really, really great at blocking punts. Um, and he's from, uh, he coached at Notre Dame. Yep. Uh, he said this is a punt block team, yep. not a punt return team. Yeah. Uh, and I love that mentality. Uh, go out and get that ball. Attack them before they attack you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a mentality that just the Colts have to have. All right. I'm surprised you didn't give it to the running back coach. <laughs> Honestly. I'm, I'm quite surprised. I thought that's where you were headed. <laughs> At the offensive line. I am going to give it to Tony Sperano Jr., offensive line coach. The offensive line, we talked about them all year. They are one of the highest paid offensive lines in the business, and last year was absolutely embarrassingly horrendous. Yes. No one changed on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. We brought in Blake Freeland. That's it. Yeah. Everybody else is the same from last year. Nobody has changed. The only thing that's changed is the coach. So Tony Sperano Jr. came in there and stirred up some magic with those big boys and said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pay. We're going to play like we get paid. And we're going to play to the best of our ability. And they did. Every single position. Like when your five starters are in there, they did amazing. Uh, they were number three, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, in offensive line uh, production and wow. only allowed 15 sacks all year. Yeah, that that's amazing. And so with all of the work that you had to do, I mean, Ryman being a second-year player making a huge jump, he is our left tackle definitively, right? Mm-hmm. No question about it. Uh, and then uh, with the injury to the injuries uh, a few different times uh, with Ryan Kelly, uh, the injury uh, extendedly with uh, with Braden Smith and having to have Blake Freeland play on both sides and uh, all these things. Tony Sperano Jr. kept it all together. So coach of the year for the Colts goes just to him. Uh, that was great. That was great. So that's a wrap for the Colts. But what about the rest of the league as it heads to the playoffs? Our unstable pick six after this. Plexus with Alexis is where to start with this new year. Whether your resolution is to lose weight or your goal is to wake up earlier or even if you want to make a little cash on the side, each of those things are possible with Plexus. Visit plexusworldwide.com slash growing up hall or reach out to my wife, Alexis Hall, on Facebook at Growing Up Hall. Welcome back to the Unstable Pick 6. Before we make our picks this week, let's take a look at last week's, like always. 
Yes, uh, we both had the Steelers over the Ravens, and that happened. And I had the Titans. And I had the Jaguars. And I got that done. And I'm okay that, that with that would have been better had the Colts won. Yep. Uh, we both had the Saints over the Falcons, and we got that one. They dominated it. Yep. Uh, both had the Packers over the Bears. Got that too. Packers still own the Bears. Yep. I picked the Cardinals. And I picked the Seahawks. And the Cardinals got it done like I said. Yep. And finally, we both picked the Dolphins over the Bills. And that did not happen. No. Nope. Josh Allen uh, had some hiccups early, but uh, but you know put it, away, put it away when he needed to. So that puts me still five games up uh, with a record of 68 and 40 on the regular season. Yep. Uh, and I am 63 and 45. We are jumping to the playoffs due to our picks. But before we do that, yep. I have a little surprise thing. Okay. You want to talk about fantasy real quick? Just how our league went? You want to you want to talk about it? Okay, I, I, I was, was gonna I was gonna say like I, I I was thinking about this like we are done with our family fantasy. We yep. have six players, not eight, so it makes the playoffs a little awkward. It I does. know that's your beef with it. Yeah, uh, I should have been playing Malia. You uh, you, you had a, t- a your total record was ten and four. You had the best record in the league. Yeah, I did. So I should have been playing Malia, uh, the sixth seed, but. Five and six had a weird win loser consolation thing where they played four weeks in a row, which I think is really, really weird. Yeah. Um, I think that everyone, I think the seeds should all play each other. And then the two people who performed the worst go to the losers, and then the other people go to the winners. I get it. Um, but needless to say, first two weeks, I. First week was my players didn't play well. Same thing with second week. And it also doesn't help that uh, one of Kenneth's players got had 51 points. Um, that was Amari Cooper. Yep. Uh, and that was frustrating. Got put into the third place game. And I absolutely dominated that game, winning by like 60, 70 points. Yeah. Um, I played Kenna then because she beat you. Yes. For the championship game. Uh, I was up by like 50 points after week one. Completely dominated, mm-hmm. even though we both, like, she set up a good roster. It just didn't work out for her. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we were chatting, and I was, you know, during the Saturday, right, uh, the first Saturday game with the Steelers, Steelers and the Ravens. Ravens yeah. Because um, uh, I helped call you with his team and things. So, um, but then. I re- forgot that I had Lamar Jackson still as my quarterback, <laughs> but he wasn't playing. Yeah. I knew that, but I didn't put all those things together until after that game had started. So I had zero points for my quarterback. <laughs> Thankfully, I had some other things. I also, I during the game, I promise you, I put Jonathan <laughs> Taylor in, but it didn't take it didn't it didn't stay there so uh i ended up fairly good but not great it, it came down to the very last I won, game i won fantasy the championship week by 3 points yeah and that that's what frustrates me cuz i look back at my dad and kenner's score this week and i'm like you beat us. I beat sure. you guys by like 30 points. I yep. had the highest points in the whole league. Yep. What on earth? Sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yes. Hey-oh. 
Well, it's playoff time, so there are 13 games we have left to pick, plus the end of the year awards like MVP, Coach of the Year, and so on. The uh, AFC North did something this year that has not been done since the merger. All of the divisional teams in that division ended with a winning record. Yes, three of them in the playoffs. Which is great because we picked that division to be one of the best, if no, to be the best in the entire yeah. league. Yeah. So congratulations, we were correct. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so here we go with this week. Uh, I, I go in order that these games happen, but since you are trailing, I gave you the option to see which game you want to pick uh second because second always has the advantage yep. uh, on the other person yeah so uh, you you want to you want me to pick first this one right yes okay so you introduce the game wait, and wait, then wait. We'll... no I want to pick first I want to pick first you want to pick first you, yes you sure <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. You I, pick I first. looked at all of them I am positive okay. I want right. to pick first so the first game Browns at Houston. The Browns won the first game, but Houston was without Stroud in that one. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> considering this, these playoffs, there wasn't like a great order to go in. Um, they both look promising. I think the Browns can only do so much, and Houston's got a lot better. I, I believe the game was kind of close. For uh, Browns versus Houston the first time. 22-16, I think. So it, it was close. And it and was in had, Houston. It was in Houston. They didn't have Stroud. It's basically a run back. Same game, except they have Stroud. Stroud is a lot better than the backup. I'm going Houston. Okay. Uh, I am on the Flacco train. And I believe, that, cool. I believe that Flacco can and will get this one done and has a really good chance to... Uh, go from the couch to the championship. So yeah. uh, I'm picking Browns. So you're saying that there's a new Joe Ice in town and a new Orange, but the same division? I know. I know. Hmm. I know. Uh, next game, Dolphins at Chiefs. Chiefs uh, won the first game in Germany. Could be the coldest league game of all time with game Time temperatures anticipated to be negative five degrees. Yeah, that's Ooh. that's not even uh, including the wind chill, uh, and they're playing Miami. So I don't think uh, that there's a chance that the Dolphins get this one done. I think it's going to be Chiefs all the way. Uh, it's in Arrowhead. Uh, Chiefs obviously crowd advantage and weather advantage. Uh, that being it cold, I'm pretty sure it's going to hurt a lot to mm. catch passes, mm -hmm. which means probably more running. And surprisingly, I think the Chiefs have a better run game with Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, so I'm going to go Chiefs here. Although I think if it comes down to who's faster, it's definitely going to be the Dolphins. Well, if it comes down to your receivers and you take the receivers out, then uh, that benefits the Chiefs because they won't have to ha they won't have anything to drop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one, Steelers at Bills. This is in Buffalo and could be 40 mile per hour winds and who knows what else in Buffalo this time of year. Yep. Uh, three words. Buffalo hot streak. I'm going Bills. All right. Uh, I think that this could be a lot closer than you think because I think both of these teams are equipped well to do this in this weather. 
But Josh Allen counts as another running back. Oh, yeah. Mason Rudolph does not. Or Kenny Pickett, whoever started. It's going to be Rudolph. They already, Rudolph. Yeah. Okay, they already said. And the Steelers are definitely going to be without TJ Watt. So I think those things combined make the difference and the Bills get it done. Yep. This is the game. This is why I chose oh, okay. to go okay. second. All right. Packers in Dallas. Okay, so Jordan Love has been playing out of his mind the the last, say the last few games. Maybe, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love and Brett Favre all have had comparisons. Jordan Love has played the best. Yeah, statistically, yes, statistically. Um, and, and win loss in in their first season. Agreed. Yeah, but it's the Cowboys at home. I know it's in the playoffs. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> but it's not quite time for them to I, be I, I, I the Cowboys in the playoffs. I hear what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> but they're the number two seed, right? Yeah. So uh, they won't play the team, the team until, of the Niners. Until the, Na- the NFC in, Championship. Until, so they once, might, once both teams... If they get there, yeah. So maybe they have a few more, a uh, couple more wins. But definitely, I, I, I will say that the Cowboys are gonna get this one done. Uh, I think Jordan Love and the Packers are a very great team. Also young, kind of like the Colts, yeah. youngest team in the league, I believe. Yeah. Um. And but I, I just wanted to pick this game second to see if you were gonna choose the Packers. Oh, okay. I was gonna choose the Cowboys no matter what. All right. Because I want it. I want the Niners Cowboys. I want to yep. talk so much smack to all the Cowboys <laughs> fans and watch the Niners win. <laughs> all right. It's, it's you. No. Because I, oh, I picked second. Yep. <laughs> then now we have the Rams at the Lions. Goff versus Stafford. Part Two, the Rams won the first meeting way back in 2021. You know what's funny? On route to the Rams championship that year. What yes. is funny? Uh, these two quarterbacks are just flip-flop. Like, they just flip-flop teams. You ready? Well, they didn't quite flip-flop. Uh, I, when you look at what, because uh, Detroit got a few picks and uh, out of this, and then they turned those few picks into more picks by trading things around and so so you're saying that the lions actually got more out of it the lions with uh, resulting picks in, in yes. the trades that they yeah. did got sam laporta and jameer gibbs oh also yeah the lions definitely trip. got the best out of that and also i saw something that uh, statistically um that since the trade uh, Goff and Stafford are almost identical in their win losses, wow. in their uh, or in their wins, in their touchdowns, in their interceptions, in their per- completion percentage, like almost identical. Wow! So um, looks yeah. like it's a better fit for both of them. Yeah. So uh, so here we go. Uh, who you got? Rams Lions. I think they're both uh, really hit or miss. Um, okay. I think the Lions can be great whenever they want to be. I think the Rams can be great whenever they want to be. I think I'm going to give it to Lions just because it's in Detroit. I think it's going to be a close game, but Detroit's going to edge it out. 
yeah. I okay. So if I think I think that the Rams have enough speed that they can really break the thing open. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if the Lions' running game really gets going, I think they can break it open. Yeah, I think the real danger here is if it's close at the end of the game, and uh, um, Dan uh, outthinks himself and tries to do something crazy again yeah. just because he's trying to bite somebody's kneecap off. So, uh, but uh, since it's in Detroit, I'm also going to give it to the Lions. I think they're a better team overall yep. if they can live up to what they can do. Yep. Uh, final game: Eagles in Tampa Bay playing the Bucks. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is a controversial game. Yeah, well, here's the deal. Okay, this so, is an NFC South, a terrible division, right? That is hosting a home game, right? Back versus, to back to back, three years in a row, NFC South champions. Yes, that is hosting a team that lately they did not deserve to go in the playoffs at all. But they still have a better record. Yes, and you know our. Defending runners up, mm-hmm. but Baker Mayfield has you, been playing oh my goodness. really good <laughs> lately, and the Bucks' defense is outstanding, like unbelievably underratedly outstanding, and the Eagles have a lot of question marks and potentially yeah. serious injuries mm-hmm. across multiple positions. So I'm going to say the Buccaneers get this thing done. You're saying the NFC South losing record. No, no, no. They have a winning record. They were 9-8. and eight. Uh, Barely. Uh, I think with all the injuries, will they tush-push it? Will they get it done? I don't think so. I think the Bucs are going to come out on top. I, I really think that the receiving core for the Bucks are going to click. Uh, Rashad White is going to get it done. Baker's going to be on point. Do I think they're going to go any further? You'll have to wait for next week uh, if they make it there. Um, but I, I think that the Bucks have a better shot than a lot of people are giving them. All right. Um, I, I'm quite surprised that you went Bucks. Honestly, yeah. We're needing some to catch up some games. I'm surprised you didn't just go with the Eagles because you know it's nah. that close. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we will have an edition of the Colts Corner. Look ahead to the Niners opener uh, in the Niners neighborhood and see how we fared in our playoff unstable pick six. Yep. Uh, This is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.